everyone, and welcome. I'm so glad you're all here. Um, we're glad to be here. Hello. Um, I have to say welcome to the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco this Thursday evening, February 11th, 2010. And this Meet the Artist interview along with all of our other educational programming, is produced by the San Francisco Valley Center for Dance Education and is recorded for podcasting. And that's a really cool thing to go to the website and listen to the podcast. So I hope you will do that, sfballet.org. Um, and now to get right to it, I'm Mary Wood for the Center for Dance Education, and tonight is the uh, opening night of Program 2, which is our three, thank you, opening night of Program 3, which is our Balancing Tribute Program. And um, at the moment, I'm going to risk saying that's kind of beside the point, because we were just so lucky that Katita Waldo, principal dancer for... I'm going to say it, 22 years. I mean, you've been with the company 22 years. Yes. Yes. I've been is, with is with us this evening, and we're going to just cram in as much as we can until we hear that fateful half-hour call. Um, so, Katita, the news is out. There was this lovely article by Alan Ulrich about the fact that in case any of you really missed it, Katita has announced the inevitable. Yes. And so it's, um, well, au revoir. We're not going to say goodbye. No. Um, the obvious question, but let's hear you, you, let's hear you try to, to talk about it. When do you reach the point when you say, okay, it's now, I'm going to retire? Well, uh, to be very honest, I think it depends on the dancer. I've seen dancers uh, retire in the recent past that I thought, what? Are you thinking? No need for you to go. You're better than you've ever been. Um, but I think it's it's a very personal thing. I think in my case, um, it just seemed it just seemed like the right time. Um, you reach a point where you start to realize you're listening more to your body in a performance than you are to the performance. Not good. Not good for you. Not good for me. Um, and. Uh, I'm 41. It was in the paper. I might as well say it. Uh, <laughs> but that's still young, and that's part of it, too. It's like, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time, and there's a big, wide world out there with lots of fun things to do, and any physical activity is, uh, it's not for the young, but there's a lot of room for the young. And in ballet in particular, there's so many beautiful dancers that are, calling for it to be their time, and it's their time. So I'm, uh, I'm very happy with my decision. It's been a great time, and uh, now it's time to step aside and go into the wings and stare from there. That's a very gracious thing to say. Uh, <clears throat> the obvious next question is, um, so what's next? Um, I've been very lucky. Uh, I flailed about for a long time knowing that this day would come and knowing how much I love to dance, uh, trying to figure out what am I going to do because to do something that fills you up so completely and then to have it go, 
what can what could I possibly do? And um, I've actually had the opportunity to serve as ballet master and rehearsal assistant in some capacity for the last five years um, due to circumstance, luck, Helgi's generosity. And um, I stumbled upon it the first time I actually engaged in the activity and realized I love this. So um, I thought, I'd, I'd thought, oh, well, maybe I'll teach in the school or teach somewhere or do something. And I realized that that wouldn't... Um, it was too routine for me. I, I love the, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm ADD. I don't know. I just, it's too, you know, having to go in every day to teach a class is very rewarding. I've done it and I really enjoy it, but I need more than that. And I love uh, working with choreographers. I love, uh, what I really found is that I loved working with dancers and working with them to to try and, and fulfill a choreographer's vision or whatever it was, to, to, to help them to, to interpret whatever it was that somebody out there wanted them to interpret. And I just love that collaborative aspect of it. So I just, uh, I realized one day doing this that I'd been working for, I don't know, seven hours in a row without eating, practically drinking or anything, and I hadn't even noticed and I realized, wow, this is, I love this. So that's, there you give, go. Give us a couple of the wonderful specific examples of the things you've done as a ballet master so far. Well, um, I don't have as much experience, obviously, as the ballet masters that we have on staff. But my uh, trial by fire was actually working at the Bolshoi Ballet, setting Yuri Posakov's Magrita Mania. And that was when I went, wow, this is the most exciting thing I've ever done. I just love this. And it was, uh, you know trying to get these dancers in this company to to dance a, a, a ballet in a style they'd never done, in a way they'd never done, and working with them in the different casts and the personalities and trying to, you know, with a language barrier and the, the I dare I say, even politics, but even that, and, and the psychology of the process with the group, with the individuals, with the universal language of ballet uh, and just to get this piece going and working with these dancers one-on-one to, to, to get them to, to make this piece happen on stage was just, was amazing. Yeah. Who else have you worked for now? I, know um, I guess the person ways. I worked for the most actually is Christopher Wielden um, because of working on uh, Magritte with the Bolshoi with uh, um, Yuri Posikoff. Uh, Chris Wielden asked me to, I'd done some of his ballets and then he asked if I would join him as rehearsal assistant when he went to, he was the first actually, first uh, Western choreographer I believe, gosh, strike me down if I'm wrong about this, to create a piece on the Bolshoi and uh, my God, what an honor, that was amazing. So I went with him as his assistant while he created this piece and it was a, uh, for him it was almost an eight week process, for me it was about six Helgi very nicely and kindly and generously gave me the time off during what I was doing here to be able to go with him. I went for two weeks in December and then I think for three or four weeks in, um, uh, during our season. But it happened to fit. We arranged it so it fit in between what I had to do here. So I went as assistant to him, which was really fun. 
And I've done, and then Helgi asked me to be uh, in charge of uh, Julia Adams, uh, A Rose by Any Other, other Name, I think that's, that was the name of it, doing the, the works, the New Works Project, and then I've taken on a couple other projects here uh, for, for the company while I was still dancing, um, just assisting here and there. Um, actually, one of the pieces is we're going to see tonight, so better be good, guys. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Stravinsky Violin Concerto. I was uh, given the core to work with, which has been, love it, love it. We could branch out into a whole discussion of the balancing ballets and the balancing trust and, and your being able to rehearse them and how fun it would be to maybe get into that whole business, which is huge. But um, there are other things I want to talk about. Um, I want to know what we're going to see you in this season. This is the, the um, this season, season. I will be. I mean, things always change, you know, change and stuff. But as of right now, I'm. I will be doing Stravinsky Violin Concerto and Serenade, The Dark Angel, and Aria Two in Stravinsky, the second part of the. I will also be doing uh, In the Middle, Somewhat Elevated, the same part I've done for. Century now. Uh, no. <laughs> and uh, really fun, though. Love that part. Uh, Rush Potida, Christopher Wilden. And uh, I will be finishing with um, uh, Russian Seasons by Ramansky and a new premiere by Renato Zanella, which I'm very excited about. So that's, uh, that's what's left. And that's on program six or seven? Six. six. But it will be my last, my last show. So that's down April. April, April 18th April. is the last but I'll have the week and I'll. I hope everybody knows how to go to the ballet's website and find the casting. Um, it's pretty easy to find. It's over on the left. Yeah. You go to performances and then go down to casting, and they post about a week in advance of each program, and so you can keep your eye on it and make sure you catch Kutita's performances this spring. Uh, now I want to look back. Um, one of the words that has came out in articles about you and people say about you is sort of an overworked word, which is versatile. It's also an understatement. Um, you have done classics and balancing and comedy and drama and contemporary and highly technical. The one that pops into my head is the vertiginous thrill of exactitude, which is in plotless work of pure dance that's got to be just the hardest thing anybody's ever seen or done. Um, you've excelled at all of those things. Instead of asking you to say, what's your favorite or anything silly like that, can you take, um, we'll see how far we get. Let's take each one of those little categories and just give me a couple of words of reflection about a high point doing a classic. A classic. Oh, the Swan Lakes, the Sleeping Beauties, oh. the Nutcrackers. Oh, the... Okay. A classic. Okay, gotcha. Um, I understand. Yeah. Um, uh, I started to, I wanted to be a dancer because I saw Swan Lake. And I actually I saw the Bolshoi. Actually, very funny is the reason I, I wanted to be a dancer was I saw Swan Lake. But then later I was uh, interviewed in a, in a documentary for the North Carolina School of the Arts. And, oh, God, how young I was. Jeez. And I said, I want to be the first American dancer to dance with a Bolshoi. 
which in retrospect, and I ended up telling them how to dance in the long run, but I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, I did get to do Swan Lake, and uh, it remains a highlight for me. It was uh, it was a really tough ballet. Um, it was challenging to get to the point where I, I got on the stage, and um, to this day, it remains one of the, my favorite ballets that I've ever done. Have a terrible confession. I apologize horribly. I I haven't seen much of the new production because it hurt too much to watch. So um, I know it's beautiful, and uh, I have seen rehearsals, and I've seen that, and the dancers that are dancing it are exquisite, all of them, and uh, you know, but. I love that ballet. I love that ballet. So that was definitely a highlight for me. Nutcracker. Oh, actually, you mentioned classics. Nutcracker. I remain one of the few dancers in the company that never got sick of doing the Nutcracker. I love doing the Nutcracker. I just, I don't know why. I just, I don't know. Maybe partly it's the versatility thing you talked about. I didn't, I did, well, I did, I did Nutcracker. I mean, I did Swan Lake and I did Sleeping Beauty in the earlier days of my career. And then I kind of stopped doing classical ballet that much anymore. So my one opportunity to don the tutu and be the ballerina in the traditional sense of the word was Nutcracker. So I loved it. Never got sick of it. That's great to know. Um, talk about some of the character parts. Um, you did some great comedy. Mm, yeah. Does something rise to the surface for you? And if you have to dig, I can throw a couple out there. Um, no, I don't have to dig too far. Uh, concert. The concert was a highlight for me. I loved doing that ballet. Um, that was a, a really fun time. Anything acting, I really love to do. If I had any regrets as a dancer, it would be that I wish I'd gotten to do more acting stuff because I love that so much. Um, but uh, relatively late in my career, I came to one of my greatest parts, if I may say so myself, the drunk lady in the filling station. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying I was great. I'm saying I had a great time. I love that. That was so much fun. But... Um, that would be definitely a highlight. Anything like that. Comedy's hard. Comedy's real hard. And I remember actually the filling station. I was so frustrated. I couldn't do it in rehearsals. Could not. I, I was horrible in rehearsals. I just couldn't. And uh, it came time to do the opening night. I thought, oh my god, I just I couldn't find the timing. It just wasn't. It wasn't funny. And something happened. And the curtain went up. And I poked my head around. And suddenly it was like, oh, I get it now. And it just, I had the best time. So that is definitely one of my fondest memories in my 22 years was filling station with Val Canaparoli. That's so much, especially when he's ripped his pants in the middle of the performance, <laughs> which nobody knows. But it was very funny. Yeah. Sorry, Val. <laughs> um, some of the very um, um, contemporary exotic, unusual guest choreographers. Um, you probably have some memories. One that strikes me is, um, who remembers Pavan Rouge? Oh, that's going back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, your, your wonderful hair, there was a lot of that, and uh, yeah. a lot of red costume and that was a fun one. That was a lot of fun also because the uh, I had a little, uh, it wasn't a major, major part, but I was dancing with Julia Adam, and uh, the choreographer uh, 
had two assistants, a small, very strong man and a very big, very strong man. And um, they brought us in, they brought Julia and Julia, Adam and I into a rehearsal studio one day and said, we're going to teach you the part you're going to do next. And I said, okay, okay. And uh, Michelle, and I forget what the other guy's name was, would demonstrate. And they proceeded to do this pas de deux where they flung each other around, held each other upside down, and jumped into each other's arms. You know, I, I mean, uh, and Julie and I are looking at this going, well, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't understand. You, you, want, you want her to hold me upside down by my ankles in my head? I don't think so. But sure enough, that's what they wanted, and they did teach us how to do it, and we did. And it was, by the time we got on the stage, we felt so cool. Like, look, she's going to hold me up upside down. I'm going to jump in her arms, and she's going to hold me upside down. So it was really fun. <laughs> I love that. That was fun. Um, the Balanchine repertoire, we have a huge slice of the 400 and I can't remember how many ballets he 450. created. That's, thank you. <laughs> and, oh, I'm going to interrupt. I have an anecdote. You've heard me recite this, and I'm sorry if it embarrasses you. Um, when Katita came to San Francisco Ballet School, I was teaching the ballet history class. And the students weren't thrilled. It, it was not the favorite thing that they had to do <laughs> once a week. And so I would go into this room, and here would be this sea of faces. And the ones sometimes in the front would just have this glazed look, like, I'm going to look like I'm paying attention. And then there were the ones that would ring the room, sitting on the floor, stretching, and then they would fall asleep. Don't tell me I was one of those. Oh, thank you. And then there was this handful who would actually pay attention and ask questions and answer questions. And you, I identified you immediately as the one who would raise your hand and ask a question, an intelligent one. And if I asked a question, a review or something, you would raise your hand and know the answer. I did. Wow. And I knew when you were just going to enter the core as a baby core girl that you were going to be a particular kind of dancer because you had that curiosity and grasp of, of that it's important to know where the works come from and why we do some of that stuff. Um, so anyway, that's thank you. A memory I have of of Katita, and it has struck me all these years watching you dance that you don't just bring exceptional technique; you bring intelligence and an inquiring mind. Thank you. We're getting to the point where we could ask them to ask questions. You up for that? Please, yes. Okay, questions. The question is, is there anything planned for my last curtain? And actually, um, I have to admit that this particular question came as a surprise because um, I have chosen to, no, I don't want anything in particular. I was given the option. Helgi was very kind and said, what do you want to do for your last show? And I thought about it long and hard, and um, I realized it, I I wouldn't know what to do in the first place, partly because there's been so much. Um, so I just, I didn't know what I would do. And second, it, it's a lot of work to put on a show um, like I've seen, you know, past dancers do. 
and so worth it, you know, for them. But it's really stressful, and uh, I don't want to be stressed out in my last year. I just want to enjoy my, you know, know that this is the last the last time for me and just love every second without thinking, oh my God, I got to get three ballets on in one night because, and I got to be really good because it's my last show. So I just, I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted people to know, because it seemed they wanted to, that it was, uh, that it, I was going to stop, but it, it's more, uh, I want people to know my last week maybe, or when the last day is and to have them come and enjoy the company and, and, to just have that. That's, that was my choice. So there's nothing in particular. But uh, I'm sure I'll have a drink after the last one. But that's about <laughs> as far as we'll go. Or two or so. We sometimes hear champagne corks oh, popping when these yes. things happen. That, that would be nice. Um, but Let's see. Is there a question over here? Yes. Oh, that wonderful question. I'll let you repeat it. How is it being a mother and a dancer? It's my my son is 10 and it's it's uh he's he's the world. You know, I am so proud of that child. He's the most magnificent human being it's been my privilege to meet. I have to say actually when you were telling your story about being a student, I was thinking, oh my God, I, I hope that I was good because James is really good and if I wasn't, it it I'd be really embarrassed. So thank God that was a good story. He's just the greatest, most amazing thing. And there's nothing like going home to James and and you know, having a bad day and going home, he's like, "Hey, mom, how'd it go? Did you have a good day?" And I go, "Yeah, it was a bad day." And he's like, "Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry." And then you go, "How was your day? Oh, it was great." You know, when I did this, and you're like, "You know what? That's what counts." So I love it. I love every second. Does he see all my performances? No. <laughs> he uh, he he he's come to a lot, and uh, but. He gets, he's actually in many ways like I am. I don't like to watch it. I like to do it. And he's, uh, right now he's a baseball person. He has taken dance. He was with the school for six months, was in Nutcracker last year, and uh, loved the performing. He's definitely a performer, but doesn't, um, you know, he, he can't stand the process at the moment. Um, but he has come and watched many things and enjoys many things. Uh, has, he came to the gala, actually. This was my last gala, and he came in his little tuxedo, and, and he was great. And he watched the first half, and he, in his typical fashion, was like, Mom, you were, you were great. And I said, Oh, did you like it? And he said, No, but you were great. <laughs> so <laughs> he's very honest, and, and he loves the theatrical thing. So I'm, I'm going to bring him to Petrushka, and he has absolutely, I said, Well, I, you know, I hope you'll come to my last show. He's like, Mom, are you kidding? I wouldn't miss it. I've got to be there for your last show. So. He's a, a supporter. Sounds like he's being brought up to be good audience. Yes, he knows to be quiet, has oh, well. since the day he was born. Actually, if I can tell a funny story, he was about, oh God, I don't know, four or something. And uh, if there's time, I have two funny stories because my son's my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> he was nine months or something. I have it on tape, so I have proof. And uh, my husband and I were trying to get him to make the sounds that he makes, you know, like, can you make the sound of the 
cat, meow. And can you make the sound of the, you know, the drums? You know, you know the drums? Can you make the sound of the drum? And I'm holding him, and, and I said, you know, like at the ballet, and at the word ballet, he goes, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I love that. The sound of the ballet. Is. Yeah. But then I, I took him to see uh, Mark Morris in Berkeley, and uh, we had, he was, three and a half or four, and the tickets were in the center row in a big center. You know, I mean, we were surrounded. We could not escape. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to die. And I said, James, you, you have to be really quiet. You know, just we'll leave after the intermission if you don't like it, but you have to. He's like, mm, yeah, okay. So we sit down, and the curtain goes up, and the whole ballet and he's watching the whole part. And occasionally, you know, he'd kind of sit like this. And then maybe he'd sit up and, you know. And we finished. And I was like, wow, you were so good. And I said, did you like it? He goes, no. <laughs> but he knew. It just, mm. So that's my boy. And I heard the half hour call. So I heard the half hour, too. Um, it's, as always, it's wonderful to hear you, to talk to you. You're going to be around, right? I will be around. So I will look forward to having future Meet the Artist interviews when you're talking about the works that you're rehearsing and the new choreographers you're with. And I would be delighted. And just on another note, the program tonight's incredible. I mean, these are three amazing balancing pieces, so I hope that you enjoy them because they're, they're three of my absolute favorites. Oh, and they're the enjoy. top of the top, oh, the cream gosh, of the cream. Yeah. I have to say this. Um, for those of you who came in late, in case you didn't realize it, we've been talking with Katita Waldo, principal dancer, who is retiring this year. But we're just delighted that you've had a great career and that you're going to be around for us to enjoy as time goes by. Me too. Thank you all. Enjoy the Thank performance. You.